0: Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Wednesday, December 20th, almost Christmas, episode 3326. Good morning, Horse World.
0: Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Jamie and I's last recording of the year. We'll have shows for you the rest of the year that Ashley put together some of our best of interviews and things like that we do at the end of the year. But this is it. This is it for 2023, buddy.
2: I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It's almost Christmas, almost New Year, 2024 is right around the corner. It's amazing.
0: Um, We're going to be heading off Saturday for a cruise, for cruising over the holidays. This is one we were supposed to do in 2020, but then that certain little COVID thing happened and everything got canceled. Oh, no
2: way. This one is from then? Yes,
0: this one's from then. We were supposed to do it that year and it got canceled, so we finally rescheduled it for this year. So we, the best part, you know what the best part about doing a Christmas cruise is? I know you don't like cruising, but you'll like this part. I don't have to cook or clean Do dishes the entire week.
2: No. And you don't have to deal with a crazy family.
0: Well, that's Actually, true. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm really thinking that this whole vacation over Christmas thing might be my 2024.
0: There you go. Perfect idea. You don't have family, you don't have dishes, and you don't have to cook.
2: It's the best yeah. thing ever. And you know, my husband, the airline pilot, always works on Christmas. So I end up having to go to his family by myself with Lucas. And you, you know what, Lucas? And I might just head out. <laughs> Peace out. Thanks <next> Christmas. <laughs> do you want to
0: join us? We can probably get you... No, they're sold out. Sorry, I can't get you a ticket this
2: I'm year. I'm good. I'm yeah, good yeah. for this year. Thanks, All right.
0: bud. All right, no problem. So we are going to, as we always do at the end of the year, we're going to take a look back at 2023 and our lives personally. And also, we are going to take a look at Horses in the Morning. I have I, have, I, have, I have put together of the annual stats for you this is always shocking oh to us yes um but we also have brad from double d trailers is going to give us part two in the trailer series talking about which configuration of a trailer is best for you i think jennifer and i've had almost all of them and uh as i said we're going to take a look back we have we don't have weird news today do we what do we have weird Yes, so of course.
2: We have okay. a year-end wrap-up of
0: weirdness. Oh, that's perfect. I love that. And then, auditors, hang on for the post-show. We'll hang out with you guys for a couple of minutes. So we really do appreciate you all being here. Now, let's do a Daily Winnie's and hold, uh, you know, sit down, everybody. This is going to take a while. Come on. Happy birthday. Don't do this to me in the last recording Oh, of the year. my
2: God. It crashed on the last Happy, happy
0: birthday to you. We are sending out 2023 in style here. <laughs> There's a lot of auditor birthdays. I tried to look at all the ones through January the 2nd when we come back. So if I missed anybody, I apologize. But this is what I found. Sarah, Deb, Tiffany, Sarah... Uh, Nicola, Maria, Kim, Tamira, Ash, Beth brenda zoe stephanie kelly and megan happy birthday to all of you there are a lot of people that are born around christmas time
2: (laughs) they (laughs) should get extra daily when because they are born around christmas Christmas time time. like my chad's birthday is january 8th and i find it hard enough to separate with having that much time i can't imagine how difficult it is for family too to deal with somebody who's got a birthday it's it's basically your fault that you were born so close to christmas so yeah that is true So I'm going to give a daily Winnie and I'm not, I'm not super happy about it because I'm like incredibly jealous. And I would like to give my daily Winnie. We're going to round out the year with Rebecca O'Brien's email. Okay. Hi, Jamie. I'm writing to you as a fellow lover of the man from snowy river and Tom Burlington (laughs) fan.
0: You found one. Oh,
2: you shut up. Everybody listening is except for you. In February 24, my husband and I are off to see a screening of the man as it is affectionately known here played with a live orchestra for the music score at the iconic Sydney opera house. Oh my God. To further add to my excitement... Did she send you a ticket? No, and that's why Uh. I'm mad at her. (laughs) But to further add to my excitement, Tom Burlington and Sigrid Thornton will be making an appearance!
0: Oh, we got to submit this (sighs) for a travel voucher from Equine Network, don't we?
2: She said, to be honest, this is not my first close encounter with Tom. I was able to see him perform jazz at a dinner we intended uh, attended at Willinga Park, which is an equestrian center near where I live in the coast of South Coast, New South, NSW, whatever that is. I don't know. I'm sorry. In South Wales? Um,
0: I don't know. That's yes, in England, I, I, I think. It. I don't know.
2: <laughs> it probably Wales. I, I, she, I, Australia Wales, well, she's very She's cooler than us is what yeah. it boils down yeah. to. She said, if you're interested, I can provide you with a review of the night at the Opera House for you to chat about on your podcast with Glenn, who incidentally needs to get on board and go watch the frickin movie. <laughs> <laughs> she, I added the
0: frickin. Oh, I figured. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. Because in Australia, uh, they wouldn't say freaking No, and she's in Australia. She does say she's in Australia, and she's dying of heat stroke. So I really honestly – okay, Rebecca, here's the thing.
0: Did she do this just to let you know that she – Is she rubbing it in? Is that really why she's doing it?
2: I I think she's reaching out as a fellow lover, but also letting me know that she's better than me. (laughs) (laughs) And there's no restraining order on her being within 500 feet of Tom Burlington. And I don't understand why I didn't – I don't have tickets to this, but but whatever. Uh, Anyway, at any point, Rebecca, yes, you better come on. And if you could – there's this little app on your iPhone – And it's like a voice note and you just go up and if you could please get to talk to him and just say, uh, hey, could you please be a guest in Horses in the morning? And if not, will you please say hi to this psycho fan of yours, Jamie Jennings, because I'll make that my ringtone. I would like to have a ringtone from Tom. Uh, So any of that. Anyway, Rebecca O'Brien, you're my new best friend and I'm totally jealous. Oh,
0: that's funny. That is funny. (laughs) Well, we're also glad you're listening, Rebecca, even if you do have a terrible taste in movies. But we're glad you're listening. Now, how cool would it be, though, with the orchestra at that iconic landmark?
2: Oh, my God. It's the best soundtrack of all time in the history of soundtracks. And I'm not even like a soundtrack person. And I know every note. And I just, oh, that'd be so cool. Oh, my gosh.
0: Very cool, I sent you a weird news story. <laughs> yes, you did. I think I was awake the other night. couldn't sleep because I was hacking and coughing, and I found this one <laughs> It's christmas related, so I think it's appropriate that we do it today, don't you
2: i do i do and and so I wanted to uh, plantation Florida is that close to you plant
0: yeah uh not too close. it's down in the bad part, uh you know, down in the southeast, down along the coaster.
2: Well, then that's part of the course, so this South Florida home in Plantation, Florida, is Kathy Hyatt. She's a realtor and her uh, ex-husband, Mark, who passed away in 2020. They had this home. They've been living in this. Kelly, Kathy has been living in this home for the last 15 years. And um, they do a Christmas light display that is known all over. Like, people could be listening to this for the first time and be like, oh, my God, I know that house. Like, I've it's been enormous. to that house. There's pictures. It is enormous oh light display. <laughs> It makes the Christmas movie with Clark Griswold, like, it's embarrassing. Like, this has a-
0: The Great Light like, Fight. Remember slay. that show? That's that kind of Christmas display. Yes.
2: It's 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 over the top. And apparently, um, there have been, because of their Christmas light display, there have been some legal issues and complaints between the city of Plantation and the Hyatt that all stem from their Christmas light situation. Well, they call it, it a- Christmas light situation. It's huge traffic jams is the problem. <laughs> well, I feel like if you are involved in something that is causing a big problem with the city and you're attracting a lot of attention, you should be fairly squeaky clean. However, <laughs> however, it they is are
0: Florida, not clean.
2: <laughs> so it turns out that this cup, this lady with the Christmas lights have been squatting in this home for like 15 years. It's not even their house. There's like they had they didn't pay taxes and the whole the, the house got repossessed basically by the government and nobody put it together <laughs> that they weren't supposed to live there. They owe $35,000 in back taxes alone. And the, apparently, it went on so long. The statute of limitations for criminal charges is already gone. Like now, they're just trying to work through all the paperwork of
0: who owns the home. Do you so know? maybe Glenn did you see what she does for, for a living? Did you get catch she's that? She's a realtor. She's a realtor. <laughs> so what and, she and did like, f- fifteen years ago is she actually filed falsified papers to to get this all put in her name. Uh, but basically, the the, forged, none of it was indeed. real. Yeah. <laughs> so, she was squatting for 15 years.
2: Like, so whose house actually is it?
0: I don't know. Somebody they're died. Working. I don't know if it was an estate issue and she just caught wind of it because she was a realtor and knew how to game the system. But she's been rent free, tax free, everything free for 15 <laughs> years, except for the light display, which must have cost her a fortune.
2: Yeah, but why on earth oh, would
0: you be like, everybody
2: look at me? That, but you <laughs> Wait, know, me. people who are
0: criminals never think they're going to get caught. Right. I
2: guess so. She thought she had
0: this down. She had this nailed. (laughs) It's crazy. And
2: by the way, this story was in People magazine, (laughs) which is hilarious. (laughs) Florida News has made the national media, Glenn, the national media. You know,
0: I read an article over the weekend, too, of the 20 drunkest and most strung out states, the highest drug use. And believe it or not, Florida was not in the top 20. What? I don't. So our people just come by this naturally. Was uh, Oklahoma number one? Oklahoma was in the top twenty. I will tell you that. Yes.
2: I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> yesterday, just yesterday, Chad's like, uh, did you see what was going on next door? And I'm like, What? Um, apparently our next door neighbors, the ones to the east of us, that really don't like us because we built our barn and arena next to their house because <laughs> that's where it was going to go. <laughs> you don't have brain donkeys.
0: What do they want? What are they complaining? I about? know. Right. Yeah.
2: They're not, they're just not super fans of us. And yesterday, it's <laughs> like, we call them the pot neighbors and across the street are the meth neighbors. Oh, so these are the pot neighbors. Uh, so, Chad walked out and he was like, why are there so many uh, police cars up front? All the sirens going. Oh, no. And they, we see the neighbor sitting, the girl, the lady, cuffed, sitting on the ground in her front yard. Her husband's up on the the patio smoking a cigarette, watching his wife get taken over. Like, was this the pot know, neighbors or just, the meth
0: neighbors? Or both?
2: The pot neighbors. Oh, okay. The pot neighbors.
0: <laughs> so the meth no, house is no, still what? active, but the pot people, they're gone.
2: They're still going. Oh, they're oh. they're cracking down slowly but surely around here,
0: <laughs> Why is it no matter where you w- move, out in the middle of nowhere, we lived in the middle of nowhere a- on a 100-acre farm. The house, you couldn't see another house from our house, and the neighbors stole our cows. Why is it that you <laughs> always have that neighbor no matter where you move? You they just, stole your cows here in Oklahoma. You get shot for that. Uh, well, they uh, our cows got loose, ended up at their property. So they thought it would be fun to put them on their truck and take it to, to them to their other farm. <gasps> oh, Jennifer, that's the only bad. reason we got those cows back is Jennifer was driving down the road one day, looked into this field full of cows, and saw our two cows because they had distinctive markings, and they had uh, they were they were protecting our cows by moving them from one farm to the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Why is it, though, everywhere you move, you have that one neighbor? It Look at poor crazy. M- Mary Kitzmiller. I mean, she's, a, she's had 10 years of those neighbors. Oh, God. Worse than any of us you ever j- had.
2: J- just remember, if you live somewhere and you don't have oh. that neighbor.
0: <laughs> you are that neighbor.
2: You're that neighbor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about our highlights of the year. Uh, so I'll start. Give you a chance to think about it a little bit. So this is positive. We, we try and end uh, the last uh, episode that we're recording for the year on a high on a high note. So I got to thinking, what were my highlights? And they don't have to be show related. They can be anything. We'll talk about the show a little later. Uh, so my highlights are getting one, getting to do this show for another year because I just feel like we're ripping the system off by getting to do this for another year. So thank you for everybody for listening and helping us continue to do it for another year. I, you know I have to think about personally my our number one. This is Jennifer and I both. Our trip to Norway was just fabulous. And it was part, you know, people who hike the Appalachian Trail, people who do hard things, they go doing adventurous things, or they go travel the world and come back. They always say the same thing. And that's, you know, the places were cool and the view scenery was great, but it's the people that you meet that make it. And that was the same way for our trip to Norway. We're still in contact with the couples we met there and spent the whole week with on the cruise.
2: Well, Chad says it's the people you meet and the food you eat. But there you go, make a trip.
0: That's that's, there you go, and I I totally agree with them. And of course, for us, buying the farm. So we bought uh, over two acres ranch, and uh, we were just up there again yesterday, finishing up some fencing in the front, and we got our approval for our barn, and hoping to hear about that this week. So uh, I would say that's just given. We call it our happy place when we go up there. We're happy. So yeah, yeah, it's our happy place, and uh, so I would say those things, uh, the trip to Norway, and buying the farm, are are really happy highlights for the year how about you i know you've had a lot of not so good highlights so what about the highlights what about the good things
2: um well i started making a actually i had to go back through my facebook page and see the happy things that i had posted um so So facebook tracks that for us it does and i love facebook memories and it pops up and it's it's great yeah and and so i would like to think all the horses that i got adopted into new homes was uh, a highlight. It always is. It always makes got me happy. And a lot of our listeners happy. too.
0: Yeah.
2: Yep. 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 Um, the I, I found out some really cool news, and I think I told it on the show, but I don't know if I told you, Gun. Is that do you remember Groot, my my makeover horse from 2019? Yeah. I sold him after the thoroughbred makeover. He got in a pickle with that person, and somebody else bought him. Did some research, found out I had him in the makeover and sent him to me to restart. So that was really cool. Now, that was last year. But then this year, do you know what he is now doing for a living? No. He is now a member of the equestrian team for Texas A&M. Oh, really? He's now... Yeah, and I just was He's so thrilled. <laughs> He's a school horse. That little monster is now basically competing in I'm Texas AM equestrian team. So that and was that's a great, not a big shabby highlight. equestrian
0: team either. No, no,
2: it's pretty awesome. Um you know, my little Philly Effie got a home, which was great. So Les Coulter, our, our listener, has her and it's awesome. Um and going to New York to see Monty and the Cowboy and the Queen and watch oh, that documentary. I knew that had with, to make your list. And Pat. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was that was awesome. So, I mean, you know,
0: and the movement this honestly year was for both of us too. Getting to hang out with Oh Jared yeah, and, the
2: the movement was great. Yeah. I went to Vegas with my brother. It was really great. Um, and then, you know, honestly, I just walked downstairs. Uh, and see my new puppy. And nothing <laughs> makes you feel better than a new puppy unless your husband's complaining because it ate his uh charger for his laptop. But that um, I don't know. Other anything than that. About that. Other than that, new puppies are still. You know, fun. he's only Christmas gonna do puppies. that
0: once when it's plugged in, right?
2: Just once. But you know what? You should have plugged it in. Should have learned a lesson.
0: <laughs> oh, you only you would think of that. <laughs> only because we've had it happen. The puppy never did it again. Yeah. No. Oh jeez. Was puppy okay? Yeah. But uh jumped back about three feet.
2: Uh huh, i yeah. can imagine or got blown back. Hey, I also taught a clinic this year which was really successful and I, I think I've made like lifelong friends.
0: Are you gonna do that next group, year or haven't you and- decided?
2: Yeah, I'm doing it again next year. And actually, one of the uh, certified instructors, Hollister, he's a junior instructor. He's going to come down and teach it with me. So we're going to do that in October again. Um, So I'm going to have a... a a junior instructor helping me teach the clinic. So it's going to be really fun. And the, that'll be the Monty Roberts intro clinic next October. I'm also going to have some intro exams in March, but you have to have taken the intro course to, to do that. And so that'll be fun So Janet and Angie and Electra. Those, those are like forever friends after that, that clinic. That so was so fun. And I'm still friends with Jen, who did the last one. Like it's great, it's great. All of the people that come to the clinic become friends for life, so it's great.
0: Well, you spend two weeks with somebody; you're either going to be good friends or enemies when you leave. So, is it going to be? More <laughs> of- <laughs>
2: The fortunate thing is we're all like-minded horse people yes. all that love horses, and, and, and the, the partying goes away. I'm like, guys, I can't drink any more wine. I have to talk tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always a whole lot of fun, and uh, yeah, it was great. So but uh, that was a, b- a big highlight of the year as well. So uh, there was a lot of a lot of great things. It's just been a tough month, so I'm going to,
0: yeah. And for those that ask us every year uh, what our resolutions are for 2024, we don't do resolutions. Um, we, Mm. I I never was even very good at goals. Um, so we just haven't ever done it.
2: (laughs) I feel like, like if I tell myself to do something, I will make myself not do it to be a rebel to myself. (laughs) So I just don't, I don't do. Why be depressed
0: a month later when you haven't, you've broken everyone and every year you're depressed (laughs) a month later. So I just avoid the depression. Uh, by yeah, not doing just, it in the first place.
2: We eat and drink what we want. We may not may or may not work out. We do you know what? There's the only people you disappoint is yourself. So you got just, me thinking just actually
0: just now, and I had never thought of this before this moment, when you were talking about I asked you if you're doing the clinic next year, and I got to thinking, I don't think we have anything. You know, us, we usually have twelve trips planned and all that stuff. I don't think we have anything, and I think partly is because we're supposed to be getting a house next year, right? So uh, that kind of is the top priority. But we don't, I don't have anything. we I did put okay, in... To be fair. Yeah. To be fair.
2: On Saturday, you're going on a week-long cruise. And in January, you're going oh, on another February, cruise. Oh, February.
0: Yeah, another cruise. I February. forgot about that. Yeah, I'm sorry but we won't be there. First week of February, I won't be around. Just letting you know. Um, oh, great. But, but uh, I did put in for travel this year, but I, not to Kentucky. Uh, this year, I did put in... For, I have to do that now. I have a boss. Um, I put in for... October for the five-star in Maryland, because for us, that's home that's where Jennifer showed. I saw her first show there. When is that?
2: Maybe it's going to be the same time as my clinic. That wouldn't work. (laughs) I love
0: Landra. I love
2: Rolex. Oh, my gosh. I know,
0: but I just wanted—for It's us, it's nostalgic going to Maryland, you know, because that's where I watched Jennifer do her first show. So uh, that's why we put into that. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, so that's kind of why we picked it. It's completely different than it was 30 years ago, but— That's part of what we want to see too. So I think.
2: On my birthday, I can't go.
0: Is it really? I'll go to,
2: yeah, I'll go to Land River.
0: Okay. You go to Land River, you cover that. I'll cover Maryland, and we'll be good to go.
2: Good, and then I don't even have to see
0: you. That's it. That's perfect. <laughs> all right, Live EQ is the equestrian industry's fastest-growing free mobile app with over sixty thousand users. Live EQ is on a mission to make it easier than ever to find all the opportunities you need in the horse world. With Live EQ app, you can find horses for sale or lease, stables for riding lessons or boarding, jobs in the equine industry, events like horse shows or rodeos, and now service providers such as farriers, equine dentists and more. Live EQ is also striving to enable the growth of small equestrian businesses by giving barn managers, service providers, horse sellers, event managers, and employers a free place to list their businesses and open roles for equestrians who are actively searching. I know that's I love their job thing in there. It's it's very extensive and it's very well done. Any user can list a horse for sale or lease, create a stable listing, open up a new job, create an event, or start a service provider business listing. Over sixty thousand equestrians use Live EQ to find opportunities in their area. Start growing your business with a free listing today. Download the Live EQ. That's Live EQ. She calls it Liveac. Uh, but then I think it's easier for to remember if you say live EQ. It sounds uh, like
2: equitation though.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's what I said too. So I'm going with live EQ. Uh, and you can oh. <laughs> find that in your app store today. So live EQ, uh, and you can start growing your horse world. This, this has been needed since apps were available 10, 15 years ago on phones. So good for her for getting this started live EQ. And I really think it's going to become the industry standard here over this next year. So you can help it be that way by using it live EQ. All right, let's talk about our year in review. Are you ready for the numbers? This is just okay, Jamie and let's I. Do it. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and horses in the morning. This doesn't include the Tuesday and Thursday shows. This is just the ones we did. So we have done 150 episodes this year, 140 hours of programming. Our episodes have been running about 55 minutes without the post show. That's 8,400 minutes of our yakking. <laughs>
2: Good Lord, I'm exhausted hearing that.
0: (laughs) So listeners, you've spent 8,400 minutes with us. 45 hours of post-show. So that means the auditors have spent, I don't know, an additional 45 hours times 60 minutes with us. Probably over 10,000 minutes. Oh, my God. 215 guests have tolerated us or not. Uh, Approximately 400 commercials, thanks to all our sponsors who make this possible. 1,500 really bad ads. Oh my God. Equestrian first world problems. 1,500 equestrian first. There a lot of problems in the equestrian world. And you've done 600 weir- uh, weird news stories over the
2: time. Are you serious?
0: No, that can't be right. 50 times four. You've done 200. You do about four Still,
2: that's a lot of weird news.
0: That is. That is. That's a (laughs) lot of weird news. So that's the numbers for this year. Now, if I take a look, this is guesstimates as best I could. If I take a look since the beginning of our show, which started in 2010, uh, we're in our 14th year now, you and I have done 2,100 episodes. This is
2: not including the Tuesday, Thursday. Not
0: including those. It's 3,300 if you include those. 2,200 hours of programming. So that means, Rhonda, who's listened to us since the beginning, and a couple of others, you've listened to us for 132,000 minutes.
3: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Hundreds of hours of post shows, which we started doing several years ago. I don't even know when. Over 3,200 guests, 5,000 commercials, one or 15,000. Thousand bad ads. We've been doing bad ads for over ten years. We've done over fifteen thousand bad ads. Wow! And they keep coming. They're still bad ads. <laughs> and equestrian first world problems. We didn't start that till four years ago, I think. So four thousand equestrian first world problems. Wow. <clears throat> Jamie's Jamie's been tried to get out of a few of these over the years, but they listeners love them, so we keep doing them.
2: I I keep trying to stop one of these segments, and by God, they keep sucking me back in.
0: <laughs> the focus group just loves them, and I love the fact that they love them, and Jamie's trying to get out of it. I think that's great. <laughs> so, think about the number of hours that we have spent together.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and it, you know what's amazing is that you can spend this much time talking to somebody over 2,100 episodes, 2,200 hours, and you and I very still converse very easily.
0: Yes, and you know what? We're still surprised at things we find out about each other after all these. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's true marriage, too, right? You're still I surprised. Shared something
2: on, I shared something on Monday, I think, took you by surprise. Yeah, so. there's
0: always surprises. I think you have more for me than I have of you. Or I just don't talk about them. I'm not sure which. But, yeah, <laughs> even after all this time. so And also, you guys have listened for that time. And we know a lot of you listen to every episode we do. So thank you for tolerating us for 8,400 minutes. Think of all the things you could have done during that time that would have been more productive than us.
2: Are you trying to talk people out of listening <laughs> to us?
0: No, we help them. The way we have to look at that is everybody's listening to this while they're doing something else. We help them get through 8,400 grueling minutes of cleaning stalls, driving to work, Mm -hmm. uh, cleaning the barn, doing their dishes, vacuuming. Look at all the things. Look at 8,400 minutes. We made your life better.
2: Or pissed you off. Could either way, one or the other. But yeah, I mean I listen to podcasts while I'm working yeah. or driving. So yeah, it does help. And and I do because I don't listen to this one <laughs> clearly. Um I do feel like a, a connection with the people I listen to, you know, and and it, when I clean stalls, I think of this one particular podcast I listen to and I'm like, oh wait. And when I hear them not cleaning stalls, I'm like Oh, crap! I gotta go clean my stalls. <laughs> you know, like it just—you put it together with what you're doing at the time. So, thanks to everybody listening to for bringing us along in in your life and letting us be part of it.
0: I got to do a podcast recently. It's not one on the Horse Radio Network, but it's a horse-related one. It's uh, for the equestrian media called uh, the Freelance Remuda. Uh, yeah, the Freelance Bermuda. And I uh, wanted to just mention that I got to do their podcast with them. And they were talking about the state of the equine media and the horse world. And it was the last episode they did so you can find the Freelance remuda, which I have trouble saying for some reason. And they're wonderful. I love both of them. And I actually talked to them and helped them get started years ago. And we talked about that. And I got to thinking. Can you imagine when we started this show? There was nobody asking us to talk about the state of equine media. They didn't even look at us as anything related to equine media. We had trouble getting. We had trouble for a couple of years getting press passes to go to Rolex. Yeah, kidding. Uh, <laughs> we had to They're beg like, for them. Do what? <laughs> and then now, you know, we can get press passes to go anywhere. It's just crazy well, how I went much last we've, year, and
2: they were like, "Where's Glenn?" <laughs> Where's Glenn? I'm like y'all didn't even want him here a few years yeah, ago. <laughs>
0: right. It's so funny. We had to beg. Remember, we had to beg for a table, and they put us down in this little spot where nobody could find us, uh, so yeah. we could do our show. And then that changed over the years too. But it's just so weird how far this podcasting thing has come from when we started it all those years ago. It's
2: crazy. I love it when people. I'm like, I do a podcast. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. I've done like. Three thousand episodes, so it's not new. Like people (laughs) think, oh yeah, everybody started a podcast in COVID. Yeah,
0: and most of them aren't here anymore. They're right, most of them aren't here anymore. Well, there you go. There's our numbers for this year. All right, let's hear from Daily Dose Equine, one of our terrific sponsors, and then we're going to go to Double D Trailers for part two of the trailer series. And today, I got to speak with Brad, who I absolutely love. We ended up talking for an hour after we recorded this. Uh, I love this is talking about configurations and what's best for you and your horses.
3: Non-GMO whole food nutrition is the basis of the entire Daily Dose equine program. We never forget that natural is better and simplicity is key. Our full line of specialty horse feeds is unique in the industry. We start with high-quality non-GMO grains that are flame-roasted for safety and better digestibility. And then we add non-GMO alfalfa, timothy, peas, sunflower seeds, and flax Your horse will enjoy unsurpassed, balanced core nutrition with elevated levels of vitamins, zinc, and copper, prebiotics, probiotics, and electrolytes in every mouthful. Find the perfect formulation for your horse at DailyDoseEquine.com. Select Daily Dose Equine formulations are available nationwide through Chewy.com and (music) TractorSupply.com. Welcome to our monthly Horse Trailer Series, brought to you by Double D Trailers. Find them online at DoubleDTrailers.com. That's Double, the letter D, Trailers.com. Glenn here,
0: founder of the Horse Radio Network and host of Horses in the Morning. One of the top requested segments we've gotten from listeners is about trailers and trailer safety. Brad Heath from Double D Trailers has agreed to help us with a five-part series on trailers. Brad is the owner of Double D Trailers with over 25 plus years of experience in the horse trailer manufacturing and equestrian industry. And we had a lot of response on the first episode, and that was the do's and don'ts of trailer hauling. You can find that at horseradionetwork.com slash trailer. Today... In part 2 we're talking about trailer configurations and layouts the the least controversial thing that we're going to discuss in these five part series Brad as you know I'm being very sarcastic about that because everybody has opinions right so is it straight or slant load which is better which is more horrible for my horse let's talk let's get into straight versus slant load trailers
1: <laughs> yeah thanks for having us glenn and yeah, just throw me right into the lion's yeah, den, right out one. of the gate, will not you? I mean, come on here. So, you know, uh, I have been doing this for a long time and we've dealt with thousands of clients on many different styles, many different configurations. And we hear from clients, you know, my horse doesn't haul well in a straight load. Uh, I won't, uh, You know, I've got to have something different. And then on the flip side, we hear from other clients, you know, I don't like slant loads. My horse doesn't haul well in that. Uh, I can't access the center horse and things of that nature. Um, I'm more of one of these folks who tends not to throw in my opinion on much of anything. That way I don't get into trouble so much. <laughs> and I try to stick with, you know, what I've learned in factual information and feedback from clients over the years. You know, when we're looking at straight loads, I think the first trailer was built back in maybe the 50s and it was a two horse bumper pull straight. Uh, The problems that I continue to see with straight loads today, particularly in a two horse, you know, you've got uh, once you get one horse loaded, you have the butt bar to contend with. That's uh, something that can be a hazard. We've actually had some clients get kicked while trying to access one of the horses and fooling around with the butt bar. And then when you're loading horse number two, It's sort of like a hallway effect. You know, if you got one horse in there, you got the other stall. So this guy, you're asking him to load in a smaller space. Now, granted, if you have a side ramp so that Um, you know, your horse doesn't have to back out, which is another thing that I don't particularly like because many horses don't like to do that. So if you had a side ramp, you could make the argument, Hey, I can walk the horse on, I can walk the horse off. I can access either horse if I have an issue and, you know, load one or the other. The Slant loads were introduced, uh, back in the early eighties, I believe is the history on that. And primarily, I think to pack in more horses in a smaller space and smaller horses, too, was their original intention. Uh, We'll hear from clients that say, well, my trainer says I need a straight load. And the science that I read says in a straight load that horses balance themselves on both front, both rear, front, rear, front, rear. So you don't end up uh, unloading the horse with one side that's lame or, you know, more fatigued than the other. Whereas in a slant load configuration, you know, they may balance on the front, right and left, rear, front, right, left, rear. And so the argument is, is over a many hour period you know, if you're traveling to a show in a slant, uh, you may unload that horse and they favor one side or the other. So that's sort of the argument there, at least that I have heard from a trainer perspective. When we jump back to the slant load, you know, today, uh, Glenn, we probably do 95% slant. And I have clients all really? over the United
0: States. That surprises yes. me.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have clients all over the U.S. hauling really expensive breeding horses, uh, mare and foal, show horses. Um, I mean, y- you name it, some 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 really high dollar uh, animals that, you know, clients are transporting. So uh, safety is of the utmost importance, both for horse and handler. And a lot of the complaints with slant loads, you know, my horse doesn't like to load in the narrow door uh, with the rear tack you know we've solved that issue on some of our designs in a two horse configuration if it were a slant um the argument is well i can't access the front horse in an emergency situation we offer side ramps so that solves uh, that issue and then even in a three horse configuration you know we can do a side ramp on the front stall we can do uh you can access the back horse from the back doors of the trailer But for the center horse, how do you get to him? Well, you know, we have solutions on that too. We build a three horse reverse load with a double side ramp and it allows you to access each horse independent from the other. And then uh, other pushback that we hear on slants, you know, I have a 17.2 warm blood, uh, 1500 plus pounds, and he or she, they're they're just not going to fit uh, in that configuration, and which is entirely false uh, in horse trailers are just like pants and shoes and uh, coats and shirts. You know, one size doesn't fit all. And so we simply collect the need of the client. We listen to what they're you know trying to accomplish. And then from there, we we make recommendations as to what may or may not work the best. We lay out all the information and we let the client make their own decision.
0: So what's the difference? So talk about the reverse slant and reverse straight. What, what does that mean?
1: Well, you know, I never even heard of a, reverse, of a re- reverse load. I can't say it until about 10 years ago. A client out of Texas reached out to us. and She said, hey, I really like you guys' uh, safe tack compartment, and I want a reverse load. And I'm like, a reverse who? What is that? And so she started explaining the benefits, some independent studies that suggest horses haul with less stress in a rear-facing configuration. Uh, I jumped on and really just started to kind of look of what was available in the market. And a lot of manufacturers are already building reverse loads, but they were all littered with. Uh, safety concerns and safety hazards, either narrow ramps, no place for the handler to escape, no access to the middle horse. I mean, it it was a laundry list of issues. And so, you know, we put on our thinking caps and set out to solve the uh, concerns associated with reverse loads and actually have a patent on that. So uh, our solution allows you to haul a horse in a forward facing configuration or a rear-facing configuration, and that would be in the slant design. In a straight configuration, you know, I think… Before
0: you go on, so they would have a side door to load then?
1: You could load through the side door and unload through the back, or you can load through the back door and unload through the side door. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so on the reverse load in a straight configuration, we typically see that in a two-horse. I guess you could, maybe could do a three. I've never built one. Uh, the What I see that I personally don't like it is the horse's head is sticking right at the back doors of the trailer for one. So if you get rear-ended, um, I'm not sure you know what the safety aspect of that would be. Oh, no, and the other not. problem is on the, the construct. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, The other problem is on the construction design itself, the axles have to be, you know, if it's a two horse bumper pull with a dressing room and you look at the axle placement uh, where the horse stands, the axles are slid farther forward on a reverse load straight than what they would be on, on a conventional straight load because they're trying to center the majority of the horse's weight over that axle bed. And that's fine. But my concern is, you know, I, I've had clients to haul horses in a box stall configuration. They remove the dividers. And if that weight shifts farther to the back because their head, their head is designed to be at the back, not their butt. And if you throw all that horse's body weight at the back, you know, I think you could end up with a negative tongue weight there. And that certainly wouldn't be a good situation. So. Uh, Just for those reasons and a couple more, you know, those uh, we recommend against straight loads and reverse loads. And it's just not anything that we will build.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the 2 plus 1. I'm actually seeing, I think, more 2 1s or maybe I just know people who own them more. Kind of explain that configuration.
1: Yeah, so I'm not sure who came up with that. I think I first heard of it, I don't know, maybe early 2000s. I have no idea, but... Um, two plus one, what does that mean? Are we hauling three horses? What are we doing here? And we offer those. I've built a handful over the years, or probably less than 10. It's just not something that we've had a, a tremendous amount of success with. And what I don't like about it, you know, folks. Kind of explain uh, what it is first. Well, two plus one would be you're going to straight load two horses in the back stall It has a partition, butt bar, chest bar. And then there's a plus one area that's just open. There's not any partitions and typically not any padding. So you could haul a horse up there. um, Sideways almost, right? Sideways or at a slant. I mean, the horse can do whatever they want if it's in a box stall and they're untethered. My preference is I like to see horses tied and I like to see horses in stall dividers for, you know, bracing and uh, you have to really get on the brakes hard and things like that. And, you know, you have a client with very expensive horses and they're very concerned about the safety. They want the padding, they want the dividers and they want all of this. And then we've just got this one guy standing at the front by himself with no padding, no dividing or anything. And it's like, you know, what, what are we doing here? It's like, uh, this one is not important. Um, so, You know, I've had a couple of instances where a client was hauling two horses, a four-wheeler, a carriage, uh, multiple things that she was needing, and that configuration solved all of her needs, so we went with that. So what what happens there is the two
0: horses are in the back straight load, and then then there's a space for the carriage or whatever uh, to go in front of them.
1: That's right. So in that particular configuration that we built for the client, uh, I don't think we had a dressing room on it, just some doors that would swing open. So what I didn't like about it is on a straight load, the divider has to be moved out of the way if you're going to load a carriage to the back door of the trailer and roll it to the front. You know, yeah, you'd almost
0: you, have you, just side doors for that. Door. You got to
1: take the thing apart. And the yeah. side door works, but only if you have a short carriage. I mean, you, you've got to, yeah, you got to be less than about uh, 90, 80 inches to fit it in sideways. And many of those are longer than that.
0: So finally, the one thing I don't think we talked about where the wheels are, we've talked about weight, we've talked about all that stuff. The one thing we haven't talked about is height. And we've all been behind trailers where you got that tall thoroughbred in there who's hunched over because he's in this little tiny uh, quarter horse trailer. Is there a general rule for the height?
1: Yes, yeah, our, our standard models in an 80 wide, it'll fit up to you know 15.2 style horse. Those are going to be seven feet, four inches interior clearance. Uh, once we jump up to maybe a 16, one, 16, two hand guy, you know, we'd like to see seven, six on the height. And then a huge majority of what we build for a 17 plus size, those are going to be seven, eight. And I, I have folks to come to us and they're like, hey, I need an eight foot trailer. And, you know, my comment is like, in, well, in 26 years. um, I don't know that I've ever built an eight foot tall trailer <laughs> yeah. before. So, you know, I won't say that seven, eight is the magic number for any horse out there because there's certainly some that are, um, you know, really tall, but majority of the time that seven, eight height will give ample room for a large size horse, as well as enough headroom uh, to enter and exit through a side ramp without, you know, smacking their head on top and things like that.
0: Well, that's terrific. A lot of good information here, and I know everybody has their own preference, and we probably haven't changed any minds about straight versus slant, but that's okay. As I said, we've had both, and we we both have worked fine for us because we were trying to do it within the limitations of our horses and the trailer, right? Trying to be safe. So yeah, you have to do what's safe for you as well. Uh, where can they learn more about Double D and getting a trailer ordered?
1: Yeah, jump on our website at com. Uh, you can price out right online. You can do various configurations, select your horse size. So uh, a lot of interactive tools there.
0: Yeah, yours is more interactive than any other I've seen. And what are we looking at? One question we did get since the last uh, part that we did is, what are we looking at lead time if somebody orders a trailer?
1: In... <laughs> Uh, post COVID when all that hit 12 to 14 months. But, you know, finally, things have caught up a little bit and turned back to normal. So we're in about that 90 day window at the moment.
0: Oh, that's not bad at all for a custom trailer. Well, you can find the previous episodes and all the episodes we're going to do, all the segments we're going to do on trailers and trailer safety. You can find them at horseradionetwork.com slash trailer. And don't forget that Double D Trailers has a podcast. What's it called?
1: Uh, Horse Trailer Post Podcast. Check it out. (laughs)
0: So, Stateline, you're running out of time. You have no time to order your spouse or your horse friend anything to get it here in time. When you hear this, it's probably too late. But you can buy a gift certificate. And gift certificates are horse husband approved and horse wife approved. We we established that years ago in this show. So, you can go to Stateline right now, statelinetech.com, and buy your gift certificate. Uh, and we used to – I know I've told this story before, but we have a lot of new listeners. When we had our tax shop – yes, Jennifer and I had a tax shop in the early days. We were one of the – we were the second – Store to have an online presence when the internet started. Uh, VTO saddlery was first and we were second. VTO you saddlery. guys have done everything we have we were the first ones to sell on eBay. Um, we started, I started, uh, Tack of the Day, which a lot of you probably know about and didn't know I started. But anyway, uh, when we had our store in the early days, you couldn't buy it online. You couldn't pay by credit card because that didn't exist. You still had to send checks. So basically it was a catalog online and you still sent a check. Oh my God. That's, that's when we started. So we had this guy every year to call us on the phone. He wouldn't even do it online. He'd call us on the phone for, for like the whole time we were in business. He'd call us on the phone and say, "I want to buy my wife the gift certificate this year." Well, the first year we said, "Okay, how much?" And you're usually expecting what, a hundred dollars maybe, right? Like Fifty, a hundred, maybe two hundred for the really wealthy husbands uh, or really generous ones. This year, at this time, or that guy, every year was twenty five hundred dollars.
2: Gut out! Holy nope. cow!
0: Twenty five hundred dollars every year. He used to he used to do the gift certificate every year for his wife, and she used to spend it every year, like in a month. Uh, I
2: don't know if I could spend twenty five hundred dollars on tack in a year, but I sure would like to try. <laughs>
0: Tell Chad. Uh so yeah, that was the guy. He he did that every year. And I figured, you know, she they probably had a lot of money, I guess. Or he was broke and running up his credit card. I don't know. Uh but she Or every, he just
2: did, does it's all he gave her. That's well, like, I'm sure, for I, the whole year.
0: If it isn't, she's the one lucky woman. <laughs> But, yeah, she used to buy – one year she bought a saddle, and then, then one year she bought a pile of stuff. We sent boxes of stuff out there. Can you imagine trying to spend $2,500 worth of stuff on State Line? You would have a, a crate. You'd have a pallet coming in. <laughs> so, you yeah. Just
2: bring my – back the truck And
0: So if you're feeling, you know, bad – if you were a bad boy this year and need to make it up to your wife, $2,500 gift certificate State Line Tech. If it's not listed because it's too high an amount on the website, just call them. They'll take your money. all right last one of these for this year
1: time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in jamie's weird news
2: hold on we're puppy wrangling what's going on why is she in here
0: why is lucas off of Uh, school
2: (sighs) yeah it's it's out of school he's out of school for like three weeks Yes, yeah, already, but she eats quartz, so I can't have her in here during this, but I love her, and I love you. <laughs> no, we and had cats awesome. that used to
0: take us off the air when we were live. Do you remember the
2: puppy? Yeah, yes. when I was down, it ate through my headphones while I was on the air. <laughs> like, awesome. So I was like, I'm going to see that again.
0: So why that. we don't do this show live anymore is Jamie's fault. It's her pets that caused us uh-huh, Probably. Yeah. It's fine. All right, weird news.
2: Okay, so I decided to do something a little different for Weird News. I would still like to thank the awesome people who sent me Weird News stories. Um, Allison, Claire, Glenn, Danielle, Nikki, April, and Delia. Uh, If you are looking through your news and you see something and you're like, dude, that's weird. Email it to me, jamie at horseradionetwork.com weird news in the subject line, and then uh, you will help contribute to this. How many weird news stories I do? 200? Okay, this year, so thank you for contributing. Um, So, we love to highlight uh, Guinness Book of World Records, like the weird things. Yes. You know, on on weird news, it seems to come up like every few weeks, some weird uh, thing that has happened with a Guinness Book of World Records, like you can't believe there's a record for that. So compiled from UPI.com is a list of the top 10 weirdest Guinness World Records of the year. <laughs> and they seem and to most get weirder of them, and weirder. Most of them have video, and I would encourage you to follow the link to this so you can watch like this first one, which is a talented tabby cat hailing from Missouri jump roping the most times in one minute for a cat ever. Nine times. That's the record (laughs) to break. She and her 13 year old Kit Kat have been practicing jump rope routines since the cat was six months old, six months old. And they finally broke the record for nine in a minute. That seems like the cat maybe doesn't like it. Does that seem like a? it
0: doesn't seem like a lot to me.
2: You've been practicing for 13 years and your cat
0: jumps it. She taught a cat to do anything. That's true.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I guess it takes 13 years to teach a cat to jump rope nine times.
0: Some cats don't even learn to use a litter box. So, I mean, think about it. No, it's true.
2: It's true. The next one I actually think we covered on weird news. And this is the Maryland woman named Kimberly Winter. And she burped. It's the loudest Burp ever by a woman. 107 decibels. That is as loud as a motorcycle at full throttle.
0: That's like TSO concert level right there. (laughs) (laughs) I could not date that Um, woman, by the way. I'm just throwing that out there. No. 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 I don't
2: think I could date this guy. He's a French firefighter. His name is Jonathan. He, Don, again, it begs the question why? Why would you do this? French firefighter Jonathan Vero donned a protective suit and was set ablaze on a track, set on fire, and ran 893 feet, which earned him the records for the long-distance full-body burn run without (laughs) oxygen. (laughs) (laughs) Why?
0: (laughs) What could possibly go wrong with that one?
2: Get an entire suit, that lights on fire, and you run. You got no air. How far can you make it before you die? <laughs> Apparently, he's still alive. <laughs> uh, another one. Let's see. I think we might have covered this one as well, because it's about Rocky, a nine-year-old boxer from Bloomington, Illinois. And he had his tongue measured. And from the tip of his snout to the tip of his tongue, five and a half inches. Wow. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, when he Dude, licks your face, mouth. it's a whole news oh. level of... Ugh.
2: You are covered. Now, he did beat out Zoe, the Labrador German Shepherd mix, who had a five-inch tongue, and she had earned that title earlier in the month, but they were like, hold my beer. My dog's got a longer tongue it was and was boxer? taken down as a
0: boxer. I don't see them Box. having long tongues, but I guess this one. Oh
2: man, when they get hot, it was like...
0: <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Julia. Uh- <laughs> I can't Um, do girly dogs. We never have been able to do girly dogs.
2: A ball, a a ball, Fazel Sabra, Makatari. Okay. It was worth saying his name because he is a very talented individual. He lives in Iran. And this year he set the Guinness book of world's record for balancing 88 spoons on various parts of his body. (laughs) Cool. Oh, that's that guy? Uh, <laughs> he beat his own record of 85. So he's a double victor. Um, Avery Emerson Fisher. She's 13 years old. And she has two interests in life, Glenn. And one is scuba diving. And one is stage magic.
0: <laughs> well, you don't picture a 13-year-old scuba diving, do you?
2: <laughs> she loves magic. And scuba diving so it led to the um, fantastic Guinness Book of worlds record record holding moment of doing 38 tricks underwater in one minute
0: while scuba diving really how do you do card tricks underwater she
2: is literally in the video holding cards like doing card tricks I don't know I don't know
0: I don't know and with the rabbit I don't drown. ask questions. Oh, God, Glenn. I think it's card <laughs> tricks,
2: okay? I didn't watch the whole video because it's a 12-year-old doing Pull card tricks Pull the rabbit underwater, out of the so. hat. I'm just
0: thinking about the rabbit drowning. <laughs> and the, How I about know. the doves? They don't do so well underwater either.
2: Uh, German restaurant Vapiano <laughs> gathered 465 couples at the Tempelhof Airport hangar in Berlin to perform simultaneous Italian kisses. Do you know what Italian kisses, Glenn?
0: No. I knew the French had kisses. I didn't know the Italian had separate kisses.
2: The Italian kiss involves two people putting spaghetti noodles, one spaghetti noodle, in their mouth and uh, making their way like in Lady and the Tramp. They held the record of 465 couples (laughs) simultaneously eating a spaghetti noodle together and locking (laughs) lips when they meet in the middle. I can't make that up. Can't make that up.
0: (laughs) um shall you keep going you want to hear more yeah sure this is fun all right so i don't feel um, like working, this one
2: so. <laughs> andre Ortolf. he is a serious serial world breaker world record breaker he has broken over a hundred records to his name okay this guy his life is to get into the book well congratulations you've done it again You donned a blindfold and assembled Mr. Potato Head in less than a minute.
0: (laughs) How many times? He actually,
2: he added the feet, arms, face, and hat to the plastic spud in 12.11 seconds. That is the fastest time to assemble a Mr. Potato Head blindfolded.
0: Does this guy start with an idea and then go to the book? Or does he go to the book to get his ideas?
2: You would go to the book and be like, "Mm, I can beat
0: that. I I mean, somebody
2: somewhere had to create a reason, you know, like a thing.
0: I don't know. And does he have a job? How do these people have time when they have a job to do all of this?
2: It is amazing. I think Mm. this is their job. Two more, two more. And this has got to be, I mean, unfortunately, there is no photo of this. But I feel like somebody could find it and send it to me because, I mean, How hot is this guy? Paul Slausar of Somerville, South Carolina. He has the record for the longest mustache on any living person. That is a man. (laughs) Like South, like there's a woman with a longer one. That's right. Um, Paul Slausar has a length of his two foot one inch whiskers and I' ver- officially verified at this place. This is a place. the National Beard and Mustache Championships in Casper, Wyoming.
0: Oh my God, who knew?
2: He has sports and English style mustache and uh, it's slender. This is what they, the World Beard and Mustache Championships, describe, say that five times fast, (laughs) describes it as slender, beginning from the middle of the upper lip with hairs extremely long and pulled to the side, tips maybe lifted and curled slightly. I need a picture of this. Somebody find it.
0: (laughs) That's a long mustache. I can't imagine it. Oh my God.
2: That's a long mustache. Uh, now, the final uh, thing, um, Bulgarian man, Koloyan Yavashev, he is a professional parrot breeder. <laughs> That's right. He is a professional parrot breeder. It took up the side gig of professional parrot training, and him and his, he and his uh, friend Chico have broken the world record— For And they did this on the Italian TV show, La Show de Record. And uh, Chico rode a scooter 16.4 feet in 14.58 seconds. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
2: His, His cockatoo rode a bike. And there's a video. And it's awesome. But it's still, you know... Being a parrot breeder and trainer, I mean, I guess he might think training horses is weird, I guess. Whatever. But
0: <laughs> way to go, Chico. Gotta, and there you go. This is probably less, no, I was going to say less cleanup, but birds are messy. So that's not true.
2: Oh, uh, it's impressive. Well, just know that it is accompanied with very loud techno type style music and i couldn't listen to it so i i didn't see the whole thing but i will send you that link Glenn, okay. and you can put that in the show notes so everybody can watch videos of all these awesome people
0: Well, thank you again, everybody, for listening in. Uh, We'll have a brand new Equine Affair episode for you tomorrow. And then we start our best of episodes. Thank you to Ashley for putting those together this year. We have some fun stuff planned for you the rest of the year. Jamie and I will be back in January after the holidays. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Be safe. Uh, Have some fun with the family there, Jamie. We're going to have fun on our balcony drinking uh, strawberry daiquiris
2: so <laughs> <laughs> sounds good buddy everybody spay neuter and guild have a great one Merry Auditor- Christmas Happy New Year Happy Hanukkah all the things
0: oh, hold on auditors